Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk to you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. It's about that time to take a good look at your best marketing tool. And in this episode, you will learn the must-haves for your wedding business website. We're giving our top six website features you need today. We are your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negrom. And welcome to The Shit Show. Episode 47 of The Wedding Sassholes. <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> I oh, like saying it. I know. I am excited for the hot topic of today. I am ready. I'm ready because I just did part of this. So I'm like on fire about it. Let's do it. Well, you know, I, we started the episode by saying like this being your be- best marketing tool, being your website. And I think sometimes people disagree with me. But I feel like you do all this work of marketing and spend this money and you're posting on social and you're paying for ads and maybe you do print or you're participating in wedding shows and you have all this marketing or even referrals coming in. But the place they land is the website. Mm -hmm. That's true, especially if they are trying to work out a budget or they're trying to get prices and more information on what your what you are selling or what your packages are. If you don't have all that stuff listed, it can be a dead end once they hit your website. Yeah. And don't you think that sometimes if you're removed as a wedding vendor from couples who are actually getting married today. So if you haven't had a friend of the family, a family, a niece, a nephew, or like, cause I'm in my forties. So this isn't, you know, I don't have friends really getting married very much right now. Mm-hmm. If you're removed, you're not really having those conversations to hear where today's bride is getting frustrated with people's websites. That's very true. It's actually one of the benefits of having staff that's younger is They have friends that are getting married or they themselves are getting married and you can hear it and you can ask them questions to stay on top of that kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many conversations that are had and we'll address some of them today, but there's so many of like what to do, what not to do. Should I have that? Shouldn't I have that? And at the end of the day, like you're doing all this work to get them to this one place. And that one place is where they're going to move to take the next step. And when we started talking about topics, this one is such a hot one for me because this is uh, this is a hot topic for new and old. As a new vendor, I need you to stop telling me to go look at your Instagram. Oh, yeah, I get that. They actually put that a lot as like their automatic response when people ask for a reference. When they ask for photos of your work, they're like, oh, here, just go to my Instagram. Right. And I don't like, I don't hate it for a reference for photo per se, but like sometimes I'll go on to somebody and they're a new business and you link on their Google listing, you click website and it goes to their Instagram. Yeah. But even on their Instagram, there's no way of contacting them other than a DM. They don't have any of that contact information listed on there. No, that's another personal pet peeve. That's a different day though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Put your contact information everywhere. But so I think there's, as a newer business, it's making sure that, you know, there's a low barrier to entry into the wedding industry. And so a lot of times people just start their company, spend a little bit of money, and they maybe DIY a Wix website, no judgment if you did this, but like, but you've got to, you have to know that it is your, it could be your biggest mistake to go out there and not invest in a really good site when you're still like, when you're launching a business, spend the money for someone who can help you put these things that we're about to teach you into action. 
even if you're doing it yourself, there are templates. And if you right. do them, if you if you follow these six things that we're telling you to in those templates, within those templates, you keep it clean. It's still better than just going at it blind and missing all this information. So even if you're DIYing it, just follow along. This is basically a template for you. Yes. Um, things that you should absolutely have on there as a bare minimum, I would say. Um, and then obviously you can critique it as you go. And once you get up and running, then you can hire somebody to tweak it a little bit. Yeah. Or get a 0% credit card and hire someone to do it. Like mm-hmm. don't, you could be missing out on so much money because you DIY'd it. Like it's you could be losing so much that like a normal business to start is tens of thousands of dollars. This isn't much jump in. So in no certain order, we're going to go through the things that we find that people maybe make the mistakes the most on. And mm-hmm. we'll dig into some in future episodes a little bit more deeply. But what's the very first one you think that they really need to make sure they hit home on their website. I think the very first thing that you need, and we just talked about it, would be your contact information. If you don't have contact information on your website, my friend, how would you like them to hire you? That, it drives me, I know we just said it about Instagram, but on your website, if you do not have a contact for information, on every, I would say every single page, put it everywhere, make it easy, make it concise for people yeah. to be able to contact you. And I think, you know, I found this really interesting because there was a vendor a few weeks ago that was supposed to do something for me. And it was like at a time and we were supposed to meet up and whatever. And when I tell you, I scoured the world for their phone number, meaning like it's not on a website. It's not in the email footer. It's not in like, I have all this contact with this person. And no matter where I looked, the phone number was non-existent. And I realized that that's not there because that's probably not why they're, where they're trying to funnel their, yeah, I'm doing air quotes, funnel their information <laughs> through, right? They're not trying to funnel people to talk on the phone, but your con- lack of contact information is you're not meeting your customers where they're at. So when we're saying contact info, I think, I don't know about you, but I'm being really specific about a phone number to email you at, a phone number to text you at. Those could be the same or different and an actual email address. Mm -hmm. If I go to your website and there's no email, there's no phone number, and I go to your social media that you're directing me to and there's no phone number and there's no email, I then just stop looking. I mean, at that point, it's like, I'm I'm not going to chase you. If I'm a client, I'm not trying to chase you down to give you my business. That's not how this works. No, and think about like all the other outside of the potential couple who's trying to hire you. Let's also think about the planner. The as venue. a vendor, it's frustrating. As a so vendor, that- like if I'm trying to confirm details with you, reach out to you, I don't want to, you, well, number one, I don't want to fill out your contact form. And number two, you don't want me going into your CRM because that should be connected, which you, like, that's a whole nother conversation. I, but. I also should not have to ask the client for your contact information because I cannot physically find it on yeah. any of your on any of your socials or on your website itself. I've had to do that I think twice in the last couple of months. But when I finally got a hold of the person, they called me and they're like, "Hey, um I heard you've been trying to get a hold of me." Because I told the client like, "Hey, do you have their contact I don't I yeah. can't seem to find it." And it was like a hidden secret. Why is that? 
I understand if it's your personal phone number and you don't want that given out, that's a different story. No, but then get a damn it, work phone number. Right. When it comes no to work, exactly. But when it comes to work things, you should absolutely have an easy way for, for me to contact you. I mean, the bare minimum is your email address. If you don't have a work phone, okay, fine, whatever. But you should have both listed, but definitely one or the other. Yeah, I shouldn't one have of, to ask people. One of the secrets, I think this is a, you know, it sounds so basic, but we have trained the world to look for emails and phone numbers and footers on website. And I tell yeah. you this because when we're, when people jump on my company website for wedding venue map, they just scroll to the bottom of the page and call the number. Even if they're trying to reach a vendor or a venue or somebody they're on their listing, we actually had to remove it from the footer. So like the easiest place, if you don't want to put it on the contact page, but put it down in the footer, make it so easy to find, put it either in the header where everybody can see it or down yeah. in the footer. So it's on every single page so that people can get to you because the whole point is conversion. And if you've got my mom, who is a phone talker, Boozy doesn't want to fill out your form if she's calling for information. And my mom does all my research. I work like 80 hours a week. That bitch is, she does all my calling for quotes. We love her. Yep. So put it on the footer of your website. It's funny you say that because I actually did that today. Um, it's It was just for my home insurance, but still, I literally, it, I just, to find it, I literally just kept scrolling on my phone all the way to the bottom to find yeah. the contact. That's Scroll to the footer. It's amazing. Okay. That's let's hilarious. do number, number two. Number, right, number two. Number two, I'm going to say my like hot topic is be stunning visuals. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, your best of the best of the photos of the work you've done. Now, don't come at me and say, I'm brand new and I don't have any. Then you got to style to shoot that shit. Like, you got to just start cranking content, get a decent camera, find a photographer friend, pay someone to get the photos of the work. But you have got to have, I can't tell you how many websites we go on. And I'm like, that's like not even a good cell phone. Like your cell phone is a 15 megabyte camera. It's a good camera. But if it's not lit well and it's blurry and whatever, I'm like, guys, that's not even a good cell phone photo. Like, or even it's just not a good setup. Like if you're a caterer and you oh just like God. slop the stuff on there and you're like, well, look at this buffet. I can't tell what any of it is. There's no deep, like people eat with their eyes. When they're looking for a photographer, they're going to look at your photo to see your style. If you're just putting out everything or just anything that you're getting back from any type of photographer, like, come on, guys. Yeah, it they needs want to, to see be what you're best. offering, what are your services. Yes. Show them your best. Show them what you want to do more of yep. and show them their best. Right. And like, think through, I think Vanessa just hit on a big point. First, she said, show, the, show more of what you want to be doing. So mm-hmm. find that line in between showing all of the work you're doing and showcasing really specific visuals for your ideal client. But we said like stunning visuals because I think sometimes people think quantity over quality and they, they're they not yeah. going to look at 9,000 photos. They want to see, you know, if you're a florist, they want to see like 15 killer bouquets of the different styles. You know, they don't yeah. need to see 400 white hydrangea bouquets. Like they want to see your your range, right? You want to be able to show your range within it. Mm-hmm. But I think also think of what is, what are you specifically known for? What is your niche? And own in on that and do just 
this is our low end, this is our high end, this is our medium. Keep it simple, keep it clean. And I say to do what you want to do more of because I'm a big advocate on if it's something, and it happens all the time on our business, that's why I say this. I have made fakes that it was absolutely what the client wanted. The client was in love with it. I was not, and I did not want to repeat that design again. So it never saw the light of day on our website or social media. It went in our stories so that they could see that we posted it. And that's great, fine and good, but that you won't find it anywhere on my website. You will not find any of that there because I don't want to do those. And that's not the clientele like vision that I want to. So the ones that I really like, those are the ones that you'll find on the website. That's what I specialize in. That's what brings me joy. That's what I think we really makes us money. But you know, I don't need to show you every single dessert bar. But if I show a couple of different ones, great. I don't need to do every single one that we do because that would be six times a week. And that's ridiculous. Yeah. And I think this definitely sparks us. We're going to do a whole separate episode, I think, on how to organize galleries, because I think that there's there's so many different ways you can do this. So I'm, we're, we'll table, we'll table the visuals to do. But I think that you've got to keep in mind that it's um, the, the people and the age range of those getting married there because there's been information readily available their entire lives. They don't have the imagination and the ability to visualize. And so while 15 years ago, you could say it and they'd be like, oh, okay, but they're really looking to replicate the stuff that's out there. You can't even like pitch something without being able to show an example. And so we live in the world of visualizations. Like I kind of need to see it to be able to understand it. So make Mm -hmm. sure that you're thinking about that when you're choosing the images for your website, everywhere, the header, the home, the galleries, every photo you put on that website, I need you to think it through. Going along with the stunning visuals, I number three is going to be list your services that you offer in your pricing. So if you have those packages, we talk about packages all the time. If you have packages or you have certain services that you want to make sure are out there, they are your front of the marketing, right? Make sure you have stunning visuals of those, but also make sure you're detailing the information of what those packages include. Don't just show me a table, a buffet table of food and not tell me how many people it feeds. What does it include? Is the decor on the table included? Is the table itself, the linen, like list all of those things. Yeah. The, The good part is the more that you list, even if it's just standard for you, the more that you list, the more the value looks to the client because they looks like they're getting a lot more where obviously you're a caterer, you're bringing plates, but list the plates, like list all the things. So whatever product service or add-ons, put all of that on there. But with Vanessa, we're going to finish list it all, but then I need the pricing to be there. And this is when we are, when I am telling you that I have so many conversations as wedding venue map with couples planning their wedding at, I do almost 20 wedding shows and another 10 venue open houses a year. So I'm having very real conversations with couples planning their wedding. We're a free resource for them. So we let them bitch. Like, what are the problems? What do you wish wedding vendors knew? Like, what is all that information? And they are literally just bouncing off the sites without the pricing. They are Mm -hmm. like, you know, I guess if you're in the super high luxury space, this is a very different conversation, but your website should be so banging and you're getting referrals in that they'll reach out to you. But outside of that, when you're on the, you know, I can argue it easily when you're on the budget friendly side. If you're the cheap guy in town, put your fucking prices up. Like, what are you hiding them for? You're the cheap guy. Like if your packages, and I'm not saying cheap, but you're the affordable option. 
if the average, you know, photographer in your market is $3,000 for a seven, six hour package and yours is only 2000, why are you hiding it? Like put it front and center, like make it clear. But today's couple, they don't want to search and hunt and they know that there's a range. They're not, you know, who are you going to lose? The super budget friendly person that was never going to hire you anyways. Right. Let also qualify for you. If you also put your pricing out there, they self-qualify themselves. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you, absolutely. you don't have to worry about the people that are super budget conscious and they can't afford you anyways, because as soon as they see it on your website, they're like, I mean, I like their work, but it's out of my budget. So then you, it's one less step for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if they are contacting you after looking at pricing, then you're going to have a better conversation and they're more likely to book with you because they're already comfortable with that pricing. And I think that's one of the things I hear a lot from, you know, as a solopreneur, if you're a one or a new and you've got one person doing sales, you probably are, you care a lot more about um, uh, quality leads over quantity. And as you grow as a mm-hmm. company and you've got full-time salespeople and you're trying to crank out more, they're like, well, I don't want them qualifying. I want to be able to talk to them and sell. But the conversion rates blow for people who don't put the put the pricing up there. I just had this conversation with a vendor today. Um, she's an acoustic guitarist and a wedding singer. And she launched her new website and I was looking through it and I was like, oh, I love it. And she's like, yeah, and I put the pricing up for the first time and I will like scanned real quick and was like, I didn't see it. She was like, oh, I said, so yes, put the pat. She, it was outlined. It looks so good, but the pricing wasn't like separate and bold and like mm-hmm. all caps. Like that's what I'm looking for is the number. So mm-hmm. I read through everything and skimmed it real quick and I missed it. So if you're going to have the pricing on there, let's also make sure that it stands out, that it's not like buried at the bottom of the page, put it where they can see it. If you have a range of different things that you're offering, they understand that there's a range. So they understand yep. that if, if you say, you know, a 50 person package feeds this many people, or if you are a DJ and you say our six hour, this is what it includes, whatever. They know that if they add on up lighting and they add on the sparkler, they know that these are all add-ons and it's going to cost more, but at least give them the base of, Hey, this is like what we have. And this is the starting price for it. So they can start to mentally prepare themselves for that. Yeah. And I and think you have- like, go ahead. If you have visuals of those different things to go along with the description and the pricing, that's yeah, an extra show bonus. Yeah, yeah, show it because now you're justifying the pricing. It's not just a list of words. You mm-hmm. know, also with your packages, be detailed, but how do you make it concise? Chat GPT is amazing for this. You can take the long list and put it in and say, shrink this down, like make this more concise, right? So you can write it all. Because you and think about like bullets, don't write out paragraphs, ain't nobody reading it, no. you know, things mm-hmm. like that. You don't need to put super detailed, like if you include linen in your packages and they're as a venue and they're just starting to consider venues, they don't know what Lamore is, they don't know what Pintuck is, they don't know any of those words. So just put floor length linen, like, oh. you know, things like that. Just in put there. linen. Yes, yes, exactly. Yep. Okay. Speak, speak their language, not vendor language. <laughs> yeah. They don't know what we're talking about all the time. No. No. It's just like, it's just like the example of when I go to the doctor, I'm like, can you just speak to me? Like I'm an idiot because I yeah. don't speak medical. I don't need those terms. I need it to just be thrown at me in regular layman terms, please. Yes. Oh, number four on the list is customer testimonials. You hopefully are busting your ass to get reviews. 
right? Like you are following up for them. You are getting them on Google, your national directory listings, your local directory listings, maybe your Facebook page. I don't think anybody's looking for reviews there, but like you are doing all this work to gather them. You're what sprinkled through your website is where you need to make sure you're including them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you can also somehow tie that into like a side sidebar, oh. if you can tie it into a regular thing on your social media as well with those client testimonials, just because not everybody goes to the website, like just make sure you're doing both. Just as yeah. a little, little tidbit. Well, and day. I think, you know, it's about social proof is the whole mm-hmm. post testimonials about social proof. People buy from people and you know, you don't want a few fails I see on websites is they'll include the review, but they're putting like 10 sentences and the whole thing. And I'm like, you really just need to pull out the best two to three sentences maximum. And also, if you can put a picture of the client with the testimonial, it's like it's it's Personalizes a group. It. They're a person. Yeah. It's not just mm-hmm. a name. You know, it doesn't just say Mike and Susie. I also like secret tip if you're listening. Well, this we might have to put this. This might this might be one of my oh. swags. Is oh. if you are listening the if you are putting like Mike and Susie's wedding, I recommend not putting the date because you don't want to put what year it was, or maybe you put like you know spring, you know springtime, whatever, but list the venue. Because this can be an amazing way for you to build backlinks to to your venue partners by saying like this review, don't put the date on it, remove the date because then you got to go in all the time. They don't know that that wedding was seven years ago. Nobody cares. They don't know, right? Or three years ago or two years. They don't know as long as the picture isn't dated. But don't put the date on the testimonials, but list what venue it was. If it's not, even if it's super clear in the photo, put the venue on there. Because again, it also shows that social proof that you have a relationship with that specific venue. Mm -hmm. It's a great idea. I like it. I like it a lot. So on top of our client testimonials, we're going to move to number five, your about page. Who are you? I mean, even if it's just a general company, but I want you to put people on there. I want you to put your UPS. If you haven't heard us talk about UPS, no, I don't know how, nope, how many times. Nope. It's the USP, but I really uh, like that you got it confused for the delivery company. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, dyslexia. You USP, are my friend. Unique how many, propositions. How, how many times have we talked about this? I mean, since we started this podcast, yes. seven different times. I think what we mentioned makes it. you different. What, what makes, makes you, you different? That should be in your about page. What, why are they going to, why are they ordering from you? Why are they hiring you for their big day? It's their what, this is something that everybody needs to keep in mind. It is the clients one day. You might have six weddings that week, but they have one their whole yeah. life, right? So what makes you, what sets you apart from everybody else to be a part of that one day for them? Yeah. And you're going to, we have your entire next episode that you're going to hear is we're bringing in a web designer, Meredith Cachetta, and she's got amazing tools specific about building your about us page. But, Mm -hmm. and she's got some statistics that were mind, they're mind blowing about how much those page, those pages get trafficked. But I do think that even me, like I'll meet somebody at a networking event and I go to their website and it's immediate judgment, which we talked about. And mm-hmm. like, we immediately judge each other. We're like, oh my God, what is, you know, what it's do I know nightmare. about this business? We send it to each other. 
we send each other bad websites. Love you. Sorry. We do it all the time. Sorry, guys. But I do click on the about page when it's there. And sometimes it's so generic. I don't really actually get to know the person. And I think that it's such an opportunity for you to be able to, you know, build that relationship that it's like a connection, like, oh, I'm getting to know them. I am going to shout out one of my wedding venue members because I think that it's probably like the top five best about pages I've ever seen in the history of the industry. I know. I know. So, and I don't think she listens to the podcast, but we'll link her in the show notes. We'll link her in the show notes. Amy Britton Photography, B-R-I-T-T-O-N. AmyBrittonPhotography.com. She is an elopement photographer here in Central Florida. But her about page, when I tell you it's like exceptional, like the middle of it is photography is my purpose, but here's the facts. And it tells you a little bit more about her, where it's her dream vacation, what's her cocktail of choice, what is she obsessed with, like... You know, like there's just so many great and there's the calls to action throughout it. I mean, the site, it flows so well. And it's like pictures of her and her and her husband and her dog. Like, you know, I just I literally saw this before I did a meeting with her. And I was like, literally, I felt like I knew her. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we were kindred spirits because some of the things she said, I love to travel, but I hate flying. And I was like, me, me, me. Like, I hate <laughs> flying. So I do think that there's that opportunity there with the about page that I think most businesses aren't really utilizing it. And I know Amy hired a copywriter and had companies help her do that piece. But damn, it's really good. It's a really good example. But when you're doing your website and you're doing the about and you're hiring these copywriters, it is an investment. So don't yes. just look at it as just like a big cost. Like look at it as an investment yeah. because it does make a big difference. But we do have Meredith next week. Um, so that will really... She'll yeah. dive more deep into this. We're just going to skim that part. Well, we're going to so that it. you guys, yeah, we're just going to skim the chap of it. And then she will dive deep into that next week. Last but never least. Oh my God. This, I just had this conversation with somebody. The FAQ. People, people don't, yes, the FAQ. They think it's not important. Let oh. me tell you, we put an FAQ on the website and just another like bonus for you guys. When we go to open houses or to shows, we have the FAQ printed for them. And you wouldn't believe how like the response from that is so positive. People love that we hand it out, but they love that. when. So our personal FAQ is not just like a list of things. It's the list, but it's saved as a PDF so they can actually download it. So it's easy for them to go over it together instead of just reading it from their phone. Um. But it saves you both time. It's if you put it into your um, your automated email for when they first inquire, like their contact form, if they can get that automatically, that, oh my goodness, on top of your pricing and on top of having some of their, their questions already answered before they've even spoken to you, you guys, the conversion rate is crazy. Well, and one of the things that I find from a search engine optimization from an SEO standpoint is that people are always like, I don't want to blog. I don't want, but you to get your website to rank, if that is one of your goals, you need content, like you need word count on pages. And I think the FAQ is, you know, such an easy opportunity for you to even drive sales. So when I say that, some of my favorite FAQs are how do I secure a date? How much is the deposit? Like, 
I think that a lot of times people put regular frequently asked questions, but start with the conversion ones. Start with FAQs that lead towards like assuming that they're ready to book. What's the next step? I'm on your website. I fill out the contact form. What's next? Like, what should I expect mm-hmm. next? Like, guide them through the process. And I, I sometimes people are like, oh, but that's already over on that page. Oh, that's right. I'm like, no, they didn't read that whole page. I promise. That's why they went to, that's why they went to the FAQ they to went get to the, the FAQ. quick answers that are the most yes. popular. But also it's another, which is one of my big things. It's another way for them to self vet themselves. Yes. If you're giving them the standard, you're giving them the expectations, you're already telling them what's included. You're putting all these things. The FAQ is the last part of that self-vetting process that will save you time but it will also if they are contacting you after that they for sure are ready to book yeah and you could do things like you know well maybe they haven't maybe maybe your pricing and packages aren't on a pricing and packages page which we believe should be but maybe you've got a section for weddings and they're somewhere on that page you could also Mm -hmm. as an faq say what are your wedding packages start at they start at this. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that there's such an opportunity there to get word count up on your website. I think there's an opportunity for you to vet people, you know, using yes. that you could ask things like, what venues do you work at the most? And you could kind of talk about, you could address the, I've never worked at your venue versus the, and you can also shout out the venues that refer you all the time. These are some of the venues we love, you know, we love to work at. But, you know, this is how, if it's a venue we've never been at, this is how we handle that, right? This is the Mm -hmm. shit going on in their heads, guys. Like, address it in advance. Wow. Reassure them. It's such a way for you to... You are a professional. Let's show them that you're a professional. Yeah. Set yourself apart by answering those questions in a way that makes it so clear that you know, hopefully you can just continue to drive them back to the site, continue to drive them the FAQs. Um, I did have an interesting conversation with a vendor today that's definitely a little bit lower down the booking, you know, like they're, they're kind of low. And I had suggested, she said, you know, I get so many of the same questions from planners and venues. Like they asked me a lot of the same questions. I was like, oh, just build an FAQ page for them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, maybe it's not something you put in the menu header on your website. Maybe drop it in the footer. But then that's a link you could send out and say, hey, we just booked Mike and Susie. I'm so excited to come work at your venue. Sometimes I get a lot of questions from the venues. You know, so here's a list of the the most often questions I get asked. Like, am I licensed? Am I insured? Blah, blah, blah. Like all of those things. Again, to establish yourself as a professional. It's a really Mm -hmm. good way. But I, I said, I'm not sure I'd put that one in the header. Like no. I probably put it in the footer, but have it as a link that you could send out. Have it as a link or have it as a saved file that if they contact you, you can send it over. I know, but you send a lot of PDFs, but it screws your SEO. But your world is not SEO. Your leads are no, not no, no. driven saying, from that. No, no, no. But I'm not saying in the lead side. I'm saying if the vendors themselves, like the planners are asking you the questions in an email, you can send that. You don't have to send them a link. You can just send no, them the What PDF. I'm telling you is to stop doing that. Stop sending PDFs because when you send a link, it drives traffic to a website. And the more traffic you get to your site, you, Vanessa, get most of your leads through referrals. So that SEO piece is not a high priority. But if you are someone trying to rank on Google, anything that you can send as a PDF, you should be building it into the site and stop sending it as a PDF. Just save it all as links inside, write blog posts for it, use other ways. And we're not even going to talk about a blog because that's like advanced 
Today was about just the six pages you have to have. Yeah, we're just talking about the six pages. You could, there's so many things that go into it. These are the six basics. Mm, These are your must-haves. These are the must-haves. These are the um, non-negotiables. Yeah, so go through your website and you really want to audit through these different things we talked about. And, you know, on the testimonials, I think sprinkling them throughout the site. Sometimes I see pages entire pages of testimonials, nobody's reading that. No, just have it in between things. Yeah, just sprinkle it through your site. You know, look and say, hey, is there, go through every page of your website and it's like, is there a spot for me to put a testimonial? Even if it's at the bottom of the page, the middle of the page on this one, the bottom there, like look through each one of these And if you need help, ask a friend in the industry, ask someone who does something else than you to go through and audit the site and look at it like a bride planning their wedding. Even when you have some of your packages and you might fight me on this, but even some of your packages, if you have the picture, if you have a testimonial that directly correlates with what the picture is of, they're talking about, oh, they added on this type of floral arrangement on our archway or whatever. If you have a really badass picture of an archway and then you have a testimonial that ties into your service of that specific thing, you can put it in there too. Okay, well, we like to end every single episode and we're not getting rid of this, even though we changed up some of the formatting, but we are going to keep giving you some swag, that shit we all get. Shit we all get. Three action items to add to your to-do list. Okay. Action item number one. Number one is do not put dates on your testimonials because then you have to update them all the time. Choose pictures that are timeless. Put the couple's names, first names, you know. These two, Mike and Susie together, but also list the venue that they got married at. I like the venue idea. Number two is going to be have your contact information clearly listed under a tab and the footers of your pages, please. And thank you. Email and phone number. Please do both. That takes minutes. Literally takes no effort. And some of these different templates that they have, if you're DIYing, you can just hit footer of every page and it just copies it to every page they go to so that you don't have to do it over and over no excuses none no and your third swag item is i want you to go and look at amy Burton's website i want you to go and look at amy Burton photography's about page and i want it to inspire you i want you to take a quick look at it before you listen to next week's episode which is all about 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 us pages I really want you to go and take a look at the page and see what I'm talking about. Like see the connection that you feel with her. With somebody you've never met, you've never talked to, just go and check out her site. I mean, her whole website is exceptional, but like that page blew my mind. If you feel this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we made you laugh, follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend who maybe you want to audit your website for you. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes dropping every Tuesday morning. Now go make epic shit happen.